0: Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host, joined this Monday by Justin Wells of Inside Texas. Justin, uh, make it back from Austin. Big weekend for the Longhorns. Uh, You, as well as Jerry Hamilton uh, and Eric Naline, were all in Austin, as well as Joe Cook, uh, checking in on things for the Longhorns' big elite junior day that they had. Uh, You know, I've talked to Jerry at length. I've read some of Eric's stuff and talked to him uh, privately. I want to get your take, Justin, on what you thought the vibe was around campus this weekend with all those guys on campus uh you know
1: you know the the kids the best way to kind of get that vibe or or figure out you know kind of where kids are at is asking them just talking to them and i've noticed over the last since steve sarkeesian's been on, on on the 40 acres that first year, it was a good, good culture, good little vibe, but it was new. A lot of transition, a lot of moving parts. I had a couple of players tell me it felt a little disorganized because they were throwing a lot of stuff together in that early January and February. Then, then, then last year it, it, it amped it up. They got that, 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 <laughs> they got the recruiting pitch streamlined. They got the facilities finished. It was a lot of different moving parts there, and a lot of recruits resonated with it. They they, they thought, okay, this, this is something good. Now we're looking at year three, and I'll, I'll quote Javon Holiday, Javon Holiday, the safety out of twenty twenty five safety out of Duncanville. Man, that place they they're good, and they know they're good. And it, it's funny because, um, it's it players can tell when other players are happy or not. They can tell if they're just going through the motions. They can tell if they're you know just you know going going through it. Whereas Nowadays, these some of these players they can they, they read that. The prospects read the players, they read the coaches, they they, they love those things, you know. Tashar choice bonding with a bunch of 2025 um running backs. Chris Jackson is knocking it out with 2025 and 2026 running backs, laying that foundation there as well. Um, and so you know, each one of them comes up with kind of something different. Each one of them comes up with something a little, you know, unique. But the truth is that the message is pretty much the same. They love the culture. They love the vibe. They love getting coached up. You know, I'm not sure how other colleges run their on-campus stuff outside of a satellite camp. I've seen that a lot, but not the, the, the you know, the one-on-one stuff. These Texas coaches teach in these elite camps. And that's one of the takeaways the players, they you know, it was really consistent with a lot of those guys. Michael Riles from Port Arthur uh, uh, Memorial, you know, top one of the top defensive ends in the country. He said, you know, his cousin's Jalen Gilbo. And he said, you know, Jalen tells him all the time. it's like, look, this, this place is growing. This place is going in the right direction. He goes, there's a quiet confidence here. And Michael loved the one-on-one with Bo Davis and with PK and, and, when you bring them out and talk to them later, they can tell you, look, I need to work on this. I need to work. Kobe Sellers, one of the best young corners in the country, 2025 out of Shadow Creek, he said he learned he learned stuff from, from Terry Joseph in two minutes that he's going to apply to next season. And so top to bottom, it's not just a great vibe. It's not just a great atmosphere and culture. A lot of players have bought in, and, and, and those recruits feel that. That on the field coaching really goes big. Jeff Banks coaches up prospects as much as he does his own players. And when he goes and sees them, he'll tell them, I love what you do here and here, but you got to fix this. And you got to fix this if you want to do it. You got to change your depth when you go in and out your routes. You got to change this. Those players really respect that, Bobby. So, top to bottom, the vibe, the culture, the coaching, it's so much different than it was in Sark's first year. And that tells you this program is headed in the right direction.
0: Got it. I appreciate that comment. Uh, one quick uh, uh, one quick note there. You said Chris Jackson had been connecting with running backs. I know you meant uh, actually. Our choice
1: has been connecting with
0: running backs. Chris Jackson has been connecting with 2025 and 2026 receivers. Yep. I just want to make sure people knew knew you meant what you meant there. Uh, on Texas Football Roundup is brought to you each week uh, by Laura Baker of Keller Williams Realty and the Andy Allen team over there. Uh, she's an accomplished Austin realtor and true Longhorn Laura and the Andy Allen team at Keller Williams can handle all of your real estate needs in and around the Austin area. So if you're moving to Austin from, or within give Laura a shout. She's not only a professional, she's nice, uh, easy to work with as well. Laura is not only a diehard Longhorn fan, but also a longtime Austin real estate expert that's Laura at Andy team.com. Justin, I want to get next to uh, a couple of other guys, uh, KJ Lacey, the quarterback out of Sarah Land in yeah. Alabama, uh committed. I have I've I've gotten a comment from uh Jerry already. Your thoughts on his commitment to Texas.
1: <laughs> My thoughts are: hey, we should figure out who this KJ Lacey kid is. <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> he's one of those. We had been questioning 2025 quarterback recruiting for three or four months now. You know, they've thrown out a handful of offers, but we know how Sark likes to identify one guy and make him feel the most wanted. And I think that's what happened with K.J. Lacey. Sark's been building this relationship for a while. You watch his stuff. You know, when you walk walk into his office and Sark tells you, you know what, this this tape is pretty much Bryce Young 2.0. That, that resonates with a kid from Alabama that just watched Bryce Young a year ago win the Heisman Trophy, or two years ago, win the Heisman Trophy, just went you know, first overall in the draft to Carolina. You can't compliment a kid any larger than that. And it's funny because, you know, star goes coast-to-coast for these quarterbacks. It's not just in-state. You look in the NFL, there is no state in, in the league close to the state of Texas that produces quarterbacks. I mean, it's almost one in four. It's a ridiculous number. And Sark, he's found a couple in state. He's found a handful out of state. And going into SEC country, going into a place like Alabama where Ryan Williams, his top receiver and one of the best in the country, is committed to Alabama. So that gives you a little bit of, you know, hesitation there. But it also shows you that Sark is, and I think you wrote about this on Sunday, you know, people should just prepare. Sark is going to bring in an elite quarterback almost every cycle. That's just what he's going to – and if he's not elite, he's going to be a developmental kid that could potentially be elite. And Sark has this thing in Cruz when it comes to quarterback position, and that's where you see the byproducts of a, a Cedric Baxter, a potentially a Jarrett Gibson, a potentially a Taz Williams, a Michael Hudson, and then a Decorian Moore out of Duncanville. That's the byproduct of bringing in all those big-name quarterbacks. So Lacey's a guy that – we got to know really well Saturday afternoon to this point. Um, can't wait to go see him this year. I know Jerry's going to try to make it out to Sarah Lynn, outside of Mobile to go, to go check him out. But you watch the tape. We're going to have some stuff at Inside Texas uh, tomorrow morning. Uh, we, I talked to his head coach on saturday night and he gave me a lot of good stuff about kj's development kind of his makeup his leadership abilities and then we got some coach says and some notebook types type stuff that kind of breaks down into an evaluation of what he can do and i'll say this one of the coaches that i sent that to these are college coaches that it's like an aglimation of all their their notes he couldn't stop talking about him he said this guy does on platform and off platform you can't tell the difference and to me That's a huge factor because that's kind of where the trend is going with a lot of these quarterbacks. We see Quinn Ewers being really good at it. Sark sees that he feeds it. He develops it. Quarterbacks
0: in Texas are different now because of Sark. I don't see that changing anytime soon. Yeah. The term I use is it's like Sark's becoming a QB magnet, right? I mean, that's, that's essentially what's happening is he is getting guys that he wants over and over again. And it's one of those things where, you know, frankly, Uh, Texas looking very, very good there. I want to take a couple of seconds here and and also talk about uh, the running back position because you mentioned Tashard Choice and a couple of those guys that were in this weekend. uh, One, Texas fans will have a very, uh, should have some familiarity with, and that's a 2025 running back Tiger ridden out of DeSoto. If you watch the state championship game that DeSoto played in, DeSoto literally rode a sophomore to the state championship, right? No, he did And he not only did that, he displaced a
1: four-star running back who signed with Texas in, 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 in uh, December and just arrived on campus a few days ago in Trey Wisner. Yes. So it was one of those things where they kind of, it was a running back guy by committee for, for a lot of season. And they figured out this kid can go between the tackles. I mean, he's, he's, he's over 200 pounds, uh, Bobby, th- this guy can, can can really get inside. Whereas uh, a Jarrett Gibson type or a, um, a Jonathan Brooks is more of a going to the outside, you know, filling the filling the holes, looking for the for the blocks, kind of being more patient. You got a guy like Ritten who's going to go inside and break tackles.
0: But and- he is one of the running backs Texas recruiting. The other one, Harlem Berry out of uh, Metairie, Louisiana, is ranked the nation's number one running back uh, in twenty twenty five. Uh, Texas already involved there as well, according to Eric Naline, who wrote that today on Inside Texas, or wrote that this morning on Inside Texas. And I made,
1: I actually wrote that Saturday in, in our recruiting intel. Um, I've actually known Harlem Berry for over a year. I met him last year during one of uh, Arch Manning's, um, it was during those scrimmages, uh, exhibitions where they would have multiple games. Uh, at a certain stadium, and the first game was uh, St. Martin's Episcopal, and they had this young little tailback, number 25, who could just get it, okay? I mean, and and if you did a little more research, you you look up, you go, this guy might be one of the best running backs in the country. Three weeks later, Texas offered him, and his recruitment has has exploded since then. He has offers from virtually everywhere. The greatest thing about Harlan Berry, one, his entire family came in, His dad and coach choice really clicked. And I think that's a a valid point to remember. Also understand this is not your typical in-state Louisiana kid. This is not a kid that you can just write off to LSU. Uh, Harlem's a really intelligent kid. Some of his offers, if you haven't noticed, he's got Ivy League schools on him. Stanford offered him in, in, I believe, April or May. Harlem's intelligent. He's going to go through this process in a pragmatic fashion. And he understands. Let me say you something. When he sees Arch Manning throwing the football for Texas, that's a guy that Harlem watched, you know, coming up in New Orleans. That's a guy that he got, got to see over and over. That's going to help in that recruitment. Um, I like that they got him on campus because when I talked to Harlem a few months ago, I felt like that, that Texas may have pulled off a little bit or maybe there was a disconnect. And then we learned, you know, about a week ago that hey, this is a, this is a relationship that's kind of building, and he's gonna he's gonna show up on Saturday. It went well, and so it, it you know choice always wants to take a two tailback class. That's kind of his standard, uh, and, and and if you're looking at that in a Harlan Berry and a Tiger Ridden, you're talking about two of the best uh, tailbacks that you could add, and that's kind of a, a thunder and lightning. You, you've got the speed guy in Harlem Berry who's a devastation on the track. This kid can flat out fly. Then you got ridden who can run between the tackles. Who's got big 10 offers like from Michigan. He's got Texas A&M coming at him. So both these tailbacks are on the come up. Both of them. I talked to ridden as well. Both of them love the visit. I think Texas and Harlan Barry took a step forward, but it's still really early in that process, but they needed Barry on campus mission accomplished.
0: Got it. Uh, Justin, uh, a couple other questions for you. Um, there were some guys that visited elsewhere this weekend. Uh, Corian Gibson is one of those. The, the defensive back out of Lancaster, uh, Clemson emerged from that or had been uh, the likely leader in that uh, going in. Uh, while they did not get a commitment, what is the very latest you've heard on Corian Gibson and what he's going to be doing uh, this year? Is he still going to take the Texas visit, July or excuse me, June sixteenth? Or June 23rd, I can't remember which. I think it's the 23rd through the 25th. That's his birthday weekend, as a matter of fact. I feel like
1: Corey Gibson's still going to take that official because one, he really likes Texas. He's built a great relationship with Steve Sarkeesian and, and, and Terry Joseph and, and Jeff Banks and, and Blake Gideon. You know, Texas is right there, Bobby. They're they're right there for, for for Gibson, and they have been. But I've maintained this for a while now. When Chris Gilbert left. His position, and I understand some people think, well, those are just assistant staffers. They don't make that much of an impact. (laughs) Buddy, that is wrong when it comes to Chris Gilbert. The fact that he moved on to North Texas, that did not help Texas. I'm telling you, I've said that. I feel like I've said that so much. It didn't help. At some point, other schools caught up, I felt like. A year ago, Gibson was all Texas. It was either going to be Texas or Alabama. Clemson has a way about getting you on campus. Sweeney has a way about putting the pressure cooker on you, getting you in a corner in the office and and really putting on the press. He does a really good job of it as well. i see nothing in the last month but Clemson's lead growing. Now, that being said, there's still some confidence on the Texas side. They still feel like they are squarely in it. They feel like when he takes that official in late June, that's going to help them hopefully pull even with Clemson at this point. But if you read the tea leaves, Bobby, he's doing everything Clemson. He's been there three times since I think March. Uh, Anytime he's practicing seven on seven playing, you know, or, 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 you know, in their spring game, he is decked out from Clemson gear top to bottom. And I know. Kids wear different stuff from different places, and it always doesn't mean something. But I'll tell you this. In my experience in the last few years, sometimes that's a big tell. Sometimes they really, that's, it's, it's a sign. And right now, I feel like Gibson is trending to Clemson. The longer it plays out, the better Texas chances. But his mom has likes that small-town feel. Clemson offers that. Clem, uh, you know, They've done a tremendous job coming into Texas. They took safety. Andrew McCuba a couple of years ago out of Austin big time safety they just took um the Harris Sewell who's in the road in the in the on on the depth chart already <laughs> for, for Clemson as a true freshman uh and, and that's just a few of them Clemson's done a great job in Texas Sweeney's going to continue to push the longer this takes Texas has a shot but I feel like Gibson is trending to Clemson pretty hard right now
0: Longhorns had several offers uh over the weekend I think five new ones uh, any one of those stand out to you? Say that again. The Longhorns had five new offers, scholarship offers go out. Any one of those stand out to you? Two of them. Uh, I I want you to talk. I'm leading you into Demetrius Brisbane from Chapel Hill. Okay. Give me me that. He's an East Texas guy and you're a Tyler guy. So I'm trying to get you to talk about him a little bit.
1: Dez, that's my man, Dez Brisbane. Um, Real quick, Desmond Brisbane holds almost 20 offers. Texas was not the first to this to this uh, water bowl. Oregon, LSU, Ole Miss, Arkansas, Tennessee, like people have come through Chapel Hill who have got a dozen Division I prospects right now. Brisbane might be the best. He wanted to play quarterback. That's what he does for Chapel Hill. He's your quarterback. As a true freshman, he led them to the state semifinals in 4A as a true freshman. Last year, it was the state quarterfinals as a, as a true sophomore and won the district MVP. but he wanted, he was, he was stuck on playing quarterback. And I think that was hurting his recruiting. Then he reached out to me a couple months ago. He says, Justin, I'm an athlete and his recruitment hasn't been the same since. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear. Check breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Check planning for what's next and how to save for it. That's where bank of America can help for your financial to do's bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
0: Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.
1: They they brought him in. They called him on Friday. He had a about a 24-hour head start on getting that visit, that elite camp invite. And when he showed up, they put him at cornerback, and he dominated. They put him at safety. He looked tremendous. And before he left campus, he had an offer from the Texas staff. Give Blake Gideon a lot of credit. I talked to to, to Dez's coach and a couple sources close to Dez. Gideon was great. Gideon really caught up on that recruitment. And so you're looking at a kid now that's a tremendous athlete. I believe he's number 10 or number 11 in the country as an athlete on on three. Um, Ready to play defensive back. Ready to, to, to look at his future. That offer was was a little surprising to, to everyone, but very justified, very much justified. The other one was Zane Rowe. So we see this kid. He's about 6'5", 220, 225 walk up to us. And I mean, he looks like a college tight end, a freshman or sophomore or something like that. And he introduces himself. He says, my name's Zane Rowe. I'm I'm 2027. I'm 14 years old. <laughs> That's 6'5",
0: 220. What
1: school are you going to? You know, he was supposed to go to Little Elm, and then he wound up at Denton Geyer. And I talked to a couple of the coaches at Guyer, and I was like, you, you, you never told me about this new kid. Like, this, this kid looks beautiful. He's so talented, Bobby. Georgia was one of his first offers. Tight end, okay? That should tell you all you need to know. But Texas, he loves Texas. He grew up loving Texas. His family loves Texas. That Texas offer really meant something. I asked him flat out. I know it's early, but is there any schools that are kind of separating themselves right now? Because he added nine offers yesterday alone after the huh. TCU camp. And he's going to have 40 by the time he turns 16. And I said, but Hey, you know, which ones kind of stand out? He goes, well, there's a top two right now. It's Texas and Georgia and Texas isn't number two. And so, long way to go, long way to go. But my God, he looks like a million bucks. Jeff Banks has been on this kid for nine months now. Um, that offer was coming as soon as he got on campus. Had a great camp. Uh, those are probably the two offers that stand out the most. I know Bear McWhorter picked up one. That's a that's a big offensive guard if I've ever looking if I've ever seen one. Uh, he looks really good. Um, yeah, Texas did a really j- good job not carpet bombing kids with offers. They only offered a handful of them. And I think that meant more to that group, especially Brisbane and St. Row. All right.
0: Uh, I wanna, we've got a couple more questions. I want to talk to you a little bit about some team news uh, that, that I'm going to ask you about. But first, I want to say thanks to our sponsor. Uh, the Roundup is brought to you by Accomplished Austin Realtor, Laura Baker. Laura and the Andy Allen team at Keller Williams uh, can handle all of your real real estate needs in and around the Austin area. Laura is not only a diehard Longhorn fan, but a longtime Austin real estate expert. We appreciate Laura and her sponsorship of the show. If you're looking for a new home in Austin, give her a shout. Laura at AndyAllenTeam.com. Justin, uh, those 13 guys, 12, 13 guys showed up on campus uh, this past week, uh, moved in, got everything going. Uh, we've already heard a little bit of news about them. What, what are you hearing on the on the behind the scenes at this point? on some of those guys?
1: Yeah, um, it's early, but um, <laughs> one of the one of the sentiments I heard was uh, Warren Roberson's going to be a freak. And we kind of knew that from an athletic standpoint. We followed him for well over a year. I watched him match up with Micah Hudson one-on-one in a game early last year when Red Oak and Lake Belton played, and it was a really good matchup. I mean, they, they traded jab for jab. Uh, Roberson's going to be a guy that if you get him in the system and you really – he buckles down and focuses and finds a role, finds a niche. I mean, I could see this guy playing on special teams a little bit this season. He's going to be an impact. They needed athleticism in that safety room more than probably any other position on the team. And when they shot Derrick Williams in there, when they gave a hot dose of Jelani McDonald, who's going to do more nickels, you know, star, but he's still in a defensive back conversation. And now Warren Roberson, who's going to be looked at at both safety spots. Um, that's exactly what this program needed. And so I love hearing that 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 Roberson, that Roberson kind of looks the part. Um, Trevor Goosby, you know, we talked about him a couple weeks ago because Joe and I got to see him at the at the, the state track meet. Trevor looks like a million bucks, man. I, I you know what? I know all the other offensive linemen came in early and, and some of them did well. You had a few of them, but most for the most part, those are gonna be developmental guys that you rely on in the next year, maybe two years. Goosby might look better than all of them. I mean he is slim down. He is a great looking 66 290. He's going to start off as a backup backup left tackle. Um, he's got those feet. He's got that hand that that point of attack. Um, he's good and so I've heard I've heard he looks really good early kind of in 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 the conditioning part. Like I said it's early, but there's a there's a really good strong vibe. The, the funny thing is, you know, we're talking about new guys coming in newcomers. I talked to somebody on Saturday that told me Ryan Watts and Terrence Brooks look like superstars. Now, if that translates into this season, that, that remains to be seen. But it just shows you that this room, that 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 DB room and that corner room is is improving exponentially. And I think top to bottom, bringing in those guys like they did has a lot to do with it. it sounds
0: to me, and I, it just goes, it, it's development it goes toward development. I think that Sark likes to recruit star talent on offense and PK from his time at not only at Boise, but also at Washington is the developer. So it takes a little while for a lot of his guys to bake, if that makes sense. (laughs) Whereas some offensive guys hit the ground. Look, that sounds great. Uh, That's, that's good stuff. Uh, Also want to say thank you. uh, And thank you. Want to say congratulations to the Texas baseball team, they beat Miami. They went undefeated down in the Coral Gables Regional, uh, beating Miami 10-6 to last night in the final uh, over uh, a higher-seeded Miami team. Uh, the Longhorns baseball team now headed back to the Super Regionals for the third year in a row under Coach David Pierce. Uh, congratulations to him. Real quick, Bobby,
1: your thoughts on LeBaron Johnson Jr.'s 130-pitch complete game. And I'll just say this as a preface, preface. I am not soft. I am not anti-130 pitches. If you do them in a certain way, stagger through the innings, you'll be you, you should be just fine. Nolan Ryan used to wake up warming up throwing 130 pitches. There was a lot of there's some animosity at the end of that game about that. Listen, trust David Pearson, these guys. LeBaron had the. That's a performance we're going to be talking about for the next twenty years.
0: I, he tremendous, uh, left big, tall left-hander. Um, righty, I, I, I'm sorry, righty. Um, the uh, the issue with him, and, and this is why people uh, will have that consternation whenever a young pitcher throws that much. Is Cliff Gustafson, Gustafson used to throw all of his guys a lot of innings, and they would they would wind it up and accumulated over a year's time. That has now been shown not the way to do it. Uh, But to your point, if you have an anomaly here and there, like this one was, then it's okay, Uh, typically, uh, is the going thought in uh, baseball circles. So I agree with you. Don't be soft, uh, but some guys can handle it every so often, just not every week. Uh, And Texas has had some issues 20, 30 years ago where they did uh, overthrow some players. Uh, perhaps. And and I think that's why some folks uh, feel that way, but he was much needed four to one win on Saturday Ooh. and he went the, the whole thing. So, all and, right. And see hey. the,
1: stick, the sticks gave him a lot of leeway. When you give a pitcher, a big lead, there's not as much pressure than throwing on the mound. It really, it, it takes away from that, which when you accumulate all those pitches, it doesn't have that much of a bad effect.
0: Right. I agree. All right. Well, congrats to David Pearson, and his group, uh, a really good uh, job. Also Lucas Gordon with a win as well on Friday too. So, all right, uh, for Justin Wells, I'm Bobby Burton. Please visit us at InsideTexas.com if you get a chance. we got a subscription special going on right now. Uh, this has been today's episode of On Te- On Texas Football.